You are now listening to the Living Numbers and Tony Rambles, 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 and the Living Numbers Podcast. This is the Living Numbers Podcast, and I am your host, Tony Rambles, the podcast where everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions. However, today for episode five zero, I am solo. So thank you for joining. Today we're going to talk some MBA. Me alone by myself. I did a great live stream with Big Stu that's over on YouTube. So if you want to watch that, check it out. It's awesome. It's very long, um, but I'm going to do a short, concise version and give you all of my thoughts on the NBA off season. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for being with me for these 50 episodes or so. And just make sure you guys go like and subscribe, download, rate, review, all of that great stuff. First number is three. I've got three wishes. I have three players who I will prefer to be in a different destination because I want to to see them flourish. Number one is R.J. Barrett. And we're going from kind of least compelling to most compelling, I think. I'd like to see R.J. Barrett in Indiana. That is an organization that is competent. You get Julius Randle out of the way unless you could trade Julius Randle to maybe a team like Dallas. That wouldn't be bad. I like that idea. Well, I've seen Indiana take wing guys, take guys and make them into something good. I like the fit between him, Miles Turner, uh, Halliburton. So R.J. Barrett's got a lot left that he, he hasn't shown yet. And the New York Knicks are just not a competent organization. They continue to do silly things. And so I would like to see him go somewhere else. R.J. Barrett, talented guy. He was looking like a number one pick. Before Zion just completely exploded. Number two, John Collins. I want to see him in Charlotte. Clearly, Atlanta doesn't want him. They've been trying to move him for the past two or three years. They don't want to pay him a lot of money. I don't know why that is. There are always things that are going on inside of these locker rooms, inside of these organizations that none of us regular folk could be privy to, but I like John Collins' skill set. I would love to see him be a little bit more of a rim protector, but you know, you are who you are. I'd love to see him in Charlotte with LaMelo Ball playing off of him. Uh, John Collins will have some room to kind of work, to kind of be an offensive guy over there because you don't have a guy, a lot of guys that just boogie over in Charlotte. LaMelo is going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Terry Rozier is a guy that likes to score, but you also have a guy like Gordon Hayward. When healthy, can be a good distributor, and uh, we'll see what book night is. But they need some help in the front court. They have Mark Williams, who will be great defensively. Love what I saw from him in the tournament. But I'd like to see John Collins in Charlotte, inside presence, can play inside, can play outside, along with LaMelo, LaMelo Ball. Maybe that can help them to get over the top. Before I do my first one, I have a couple of honorable mention. One of them would have been Kevin Love, but Cleveland has clearly taken a step forward 
And they're actually good now. I like Mobley. I like Garland. We'll see if Sexton comes back. But I like Kevin Love on this team now, whereas I didn't like that before because they just stunk and Kevin Love was just wasting away. My next one is Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Atlanta Hawks. They appear to want to move him to make room for some of their new guys to be able to play. Uh, They want Hunter to be able to play. They want uh, they got rid of Gallo. Uh, Of course, they want Jalen Johnson, who was on that bench to play as well. Um, Maybe because of the trades that has kind of opened up some room for him. But again, they've got DeJounte Murray on that team now, which was a great pickup. They needed to make it. We'll see if the price was too steep. But I'd like to see Bogdan on Dallas playing off of Luka. He can hold down that second unit when Luka's not in the game. He can shoot the ball. He knows how to play off the ball. He's had to do it a lot. So I'd like to see that Bogdanovich in Dallas as well. That's an honorable mention along with the Kevin Love, who would have been an honorable mention, but is now on a good team. So I like to keep him there. My last wish of my three wishes is for De'Aaron Fox to go to a competent organization. Now, I'm going to say competent organization, but then I'm with the same mouth. I'm going to say I want him to go to the Washington Wizards because I want him to play alongside Bradley Beal. That will give you a backcourt that is very good. A couple of guys that have decent size. You got Beal, who can really score the basketball. Fox can score the basketball, too, but he can also be a distributor. But you actually have a a backcourt that can make some noise, that's talented enough to do some things, along with, I guess, Kuzma and Porzingis in the frontcourt. Rui, I don't know. We'll see how that works. But I'd love to see De'Aaron Fox get away from Sacramento. They ruined Boogie's career. Uh, They drafted a 1,000 centers in a row. I just... I don't like what Sacramento does. Maybe they're turning a new leaf with getting Keegan Murray. They drafted Davion Mitchell a year after they got Tyrese Halliburton. And then they trade Halliburton, who is a guy that you want to keep because he's a great fit around any player. But they got rid of him and they bring in Sabonis, who's not a four. He's not a five. He doesn't really rim protect, but he's really good. So the, the, the team is weird. They always make questionable decisions. Uh, So I'd like to see Fox get out of there, get a new change of scenery, see how things go from there. Those are my three wishes. Fox to Washington with Beal. I'd love to see John Collins in Charlotte and R.J. Barrett to Indiana. None of these are likely to happen. But if I had my three wishes, those would be the ones. Now we have to move on to NBA free agency. And our number here is 99 cents. So if you're old enough, you remember going to the grocery store or the gas station corner store and the bag of chips was 25 cents. Now the same bag of chips is a dollar. Maybe it's a little bit bigger, which means they just put a little bit more air in it. There's not actually more chips in the bag. And I feel like I get fleeced every time I buy a bag of chips, which is very rare. I don't really buy chips like that. But you don't feel like it's a good deal. Most of the bag is empty. There's a lot of air. You're like, I should have more chips here. That's a bad deal. Now, on the other hand, you can get a packet of gum for that same 99 cent 
and you don't feel like it's that it's not a bad deal. It's a good deal, actually. You can share that gun with other people. That gun can can last a long time. You can have that gun for for weeks at a time if you want. So you feel like you've got a good deal if you buy a pack of gum for 99 cents. So with that being said, I've got some deals that I would consider packs of gum, good free agency deals. And I've got a couple of packs or bags of chips where these deals were a little bit out of the realm of where they should have been based on talent. And I know every situation is very different. Some guys are over the cap. Some people have tons of money to spend, so it doesn't really matter how much they pay people. So I've got my bags of chips here, my 99 cent bag of chips. My first one is Gary Harris. Two years, 26 million sounds like a lot for him because he hasn't done anything since he had all those injury issues in Denver. Now, he could be good. But he hasn't, that number is very high for a guy who hasn't done much in the past three or four years, right? If they said two years, 12 million, you go, okay, six million for Gary Harris, some upside there. Two years, 26 million, that's a real three and D guy. And I don't know if Gary Harris is that because we really have not seen it. Now, he's in Orlando. They see him every day. And clearly, they're going to have the upper hand when it comes to evaluating these players. I'm just a guy sitting from home that plays a lot of 2K that thinks he knows what he's talking about based on watching and playing games. But I don't see Gary Harris as a $13 million a year guy. We'll see if that pans out. My next one is a guy that I actually do like a lot. But he's coming off of a major injury. And that's Ricky Rubio. When Cleveland signed him last year, I just thought, why wouldn't you go to a team like Boston who has no point guard? Why wouldn't you go somewhere else where they could actually use a point guard? But okay, hey, if I'm Cleveland, it's a good pickup. It's a great backup point guard, somebody who can help Darius Garland along. And he did just that. He was playing lights out. He was hooping this year before he got injured. But three years, 18 million? Uh, what is that like six million per that's not a just a bad deal on his face but a guy who's in his early 30s coming off a major injury not the best shooter you may have been able to get him for less than that i think maybe half probably could have get a three-year 10 million dollar deal but if it's that little most guys aren't signing a three-year, $10 million deal. Maybe two-year, 10. But then you're looking at $6 million per, which is basically what he has now. So just seeing a guy like Ricky Rubio, I think he maybe could have gone somewhere else, honestly, and, and had more of an impact, had more of a, a solidified spot. But, you know, here we are. We'll see what happens. I really like Rubio. This deal may be a steal as well. If he can come back and be himself, this deal is not problematic. My third deal is the Lou Dort deal. I think everybody's jaw dropped. Everybody's eyes widened when they saw five years, $87 million for Lou 
Dort, Lugans Dort. Now, what has Lou Dort done in this league? He averaged 17 last year, which is pretty good. But I would counter that and say somebody has to score on a team where nobody's playing. None of your good players are playing. We're tanking for for Chet. Somebody's got to score the points. And that ended up just being Dort. And so we saw him in the playoffs play really well when Chris Paul was there. And he has a future with the team. Also, the flip side is this team isn't paying anyone. Everybody's basically on rookie deals or you got guys on very team-friendly vet deals. So Lou Dort on a five years, $87 million contract, it's not that big of a deal. Because once the, the better guys on the team are up, then you clearly will have the the cap space to be able to pay him or pay them, whoever they might be. So Lou Dort, five years, $87 million, it's a high price tag, but in their situation, not really that big of a deal. And for any Simons, this guy is a really good player, but he's an undersized point guard. We don't know how much defense he'll be able to play. He's basically Dame Light, but he's getting paid 25 mil a year to be a backup. I don't think you can pay these guys, play these guys together because they're both small guys relative to NBA standards. So it's going to be interesting to see if they hold on to him or if they flip him for someone who can help Dame win now. Because they probably like, I'm sure they like Anthony Simons, and I like him too. He's a good player, but for what Portland wants to do, which is win a championship, I don't think they have the flexibility with how much they're paying Dame. They paid Nurkic four years, $70 million. I don't like that one either because that guy stays injured, right? You're talking about a $12.5 million. I would like to get him for like eight. But, you know, Nurkic is a, is a good player, and so is Anthony Simons. But the Blazers are capped out. So, like, they don't have the money to be able to be flexible, as flexible as they would like. And they can't bring in new guys. They have to re-sign their guys to be able to uh, have new, bigger contracts. So you keep the contract spot and you go, well, if we see a guy that's much better than Anthony Simons and he's got a $25 million deal, now we can take him, swap him out, and not have to worry about the money. So I think they're going to actually get off Anthony Simons if they can find the right guy with the right deal because they're trying to win. You got to go for it. Dame's not getting younger. He just got another $120 million. So we'll see um, how Dame does. But he's a hooper. He's great. Love Dame. And for my last bag of chips deal where it wasn't the best value is Bradley Beal. Five years, $251 million for a guy who cannot get you to the playoffs consistently is a lot of money. Right, Booker, again, another guy who got maxed. Those guys, I don't think they can be the best guy on a championship team. And the super max is supposed to be for guys who 
can be the best guy on the championship team. But time and time again, we continue to see these guys that are maybe a level or even two levels below that get paid this money because teams have no choice. The guy will walk. So you have to play. You have to pay Bradley Beal, even if you don't want to. I would have got rid of him two years ago when the Nuggets were sniffing around and when his value was was really high. So five years, 251, that's a lot for a guy that, that can't get you to the playoffs consistently. Five years, two whatever for Jokic, that's a different story. He can drag his teams to the playoffs. He's done it. So now we're going to move into my value deals, my good deals, my pack of gum deals. And I have a few. Uh, Malik Monk went out and hooped for the Lakers and earned himself a decent payday. Remember last year he was on the minimum deal because Charlotte got rid of him. So now he's two years, 19 million, almost making 10 million a year. That's a pretty good deal, I think. And he's in his in the backcourt with De'Aaron Fox. So now here we go again. Another small backcourt. But they're athletic. Uh, they can make plays. Buck can shoot. So he's a good pairing next to De'Aaron Fox. I think he'll be successful, and that's a great deal. Andre Drummond got picked up by the Chicago Bulls for two years, $6.6 million. That is nothing based on the production that he is going to give you. He's going to rebound like crazy. He's going to be an inside presence on defense. Offensively, he'll be able to grab offensive rebounds and get putbacks. He can give you 12 and 8 a night as a backup center. He may be able to spot start and and start when they want to rest Vucevic or give them the flexibility to trade Vucevic if they can get the right partner. Because Andre Drummond is he's a starting caliber center, right? He can hold his own against the Aitons, the Embiid's, the Jokic's. Now, some of those 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 top guys, good luck. But I think he's good enough to be a starting center in the league. So seven mile Dre, keep uh keep getting the bag, keep getting paid. That's gonna be a great fit out there in Chicago. Man, a lot of Blazers talk here. We got Gary Payton the second, three years, twenty-eight million, championship pedigree, about nine-ish million a year. Very, very resourceful player because this guy's not a point guard, right? He might be six-three, but he's not necessarily a point guard, a guy that's gonna get you into your offense and set people up. He's really more of a three and D guy. Will play inside, play on the perimeter as well. He is a very good pickup because they need defense next to Dane. Now, it doesn't help that they got a small guy to play that defense, but Gary Payton is a great pickup for the Portland Trail Blazers, especially coming off that championship. He can say, I've been there before, I've done it, and this is what you guys can expect. Now, my last deal before I got a, I got a couple of honorable mentions here before I get to my last deal. I like the Marvin Bagley deal, three years, 37, because he's a young player. He's getting out of Sacramento, who has, they've continued to run their, their place into the ground. And I like Bagley's talent. So if we can maximize that talent in Detroit, which I believe Dwayne Casey will do, because that's what he does. 
I think this will end up being a steal in free agency. However, if he's the guy that we've seen in Sacramento, then this deal is going to be overpriced and we're going to try to move him. Another guy, basically right around the same number, Chris Boucher, three years, 35. I trust Toronto. I trust what they do. Their organization is rock solid. Masai Ujiri is an awesome GM. He continues to do great things. And a guy like Chris Boucher can shoot and he can defend. He can protect the rim. Those are the kind of centers that you want in this league. You don't want to have to pay Rudy Gobert four years, $141 million. You want a guy that you can get for 10 to $12 million max and just be done with it. Have a guy that can rim protect have a guy that can grab rebounds. Now, if you get a Jokic or an Embiid, that's different. Those guys take you to the next level. There are two tiers above Boucher and Bagley. They're probably three tiers above. So if you're not going to be able to get one of those guys, get a guy on a cheaper deal that's got some upside. And I think they did that with Marvin Bagley. And I believe the Raptors did that with Chris Boucher. So my number one piece of gum Great bargain deal is John Wall. People are asking, can he still play, blah, blah, blah. Listen, John Wall is a hooper. He hoops. He's a great distributor. He's able to get to guys in their spots. And he's got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard running with him. He'll never be in a better situation. It was so smart for him to figure out a way to get to the Clippers. Great fit. They need a point guard. They need somebody that's going to push the pace, and he's going to do all that stuff. He's going to play good defense, and he's going to be a good teammate. Really like John Wall to the Clippers. That is my last pack of gum. Great deal. 99 cents of free agency. Now, I want to get into last to the last thing here. And that's basically who won free agency and who lost. Now, I like my good news second. I usually like to take my first new, my bad news first. Uh, and the guys who've lost free agency, number one, Miles Bridges. If you haven't seen what's happened with him, if you haven't seen how he's basically screwed himself over, Colin Sexton he has definitely lost in this free agency. I thought there would be some suitors for him. But when Jalen Brunson got $104 million, I don't know why. Uh, but when when that went down and then Kyrie is trying to get traded and Kevin Durant is trying to get traded, it kind of pushed him to the back burner because everybody's looking to where those dominoes are going to fall. And I think Colin Sexton is a really good player. Does he belong or does he fit in Cleveland? I'm not sure. Again, you don't want to have a small backcourt. Uh, they have a Coro who they want to get more playing time and see if he can come into his own as the starting two. I don't know where Sexton lands, but whoever gets him, I think there's talks of him going back to Cleveland. They are getting a bucket. Sexton can score the basketball. I'm not sure how great of a distributor he is, but he can score the ball. And he did it fairly efficiently when Darius Garland was out. But he got an injury, and so we'll see how much money he can make up when he does get signed. He may take the restricted the restricted qualifying offer and come back and be an unrestricted free agent next year. 
that may be the best thing for him to do unless he can really hammer out a deal before free agency ends. Like Sexton, good player. We'll see what happens with him. And the last guy that lost is another restricted free agent. That's DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton is stuck in limbo. He said, all right, you won't give me a max contract. I'll go out and play for it. He went out and hooped in the regular season. I think the playoffs leave a little bit to be desired. With a guy that that's that big, with that great of touch that he has in his skill set, I think that he should be better. Now, could he possibly be hampered by playing with two guards who always want to have the ball in their hand? I think that may be a little bit true. That may be part of the reason why he wants to get out. But I really like what DeAndre Ayton brings to the table, both offensively and defensively. Clearly, he has lost this offseason because he is still in Phoenix where he does not want to be. So it's kind of TBD. We'll see if he gets out and goes to a place where he wants to be and that wants him. I take DeAndre Ayton and trust in the upside. Now, I don't really believe in paying centers unless they are transcendent players like Jokic, like Embiid. Would not have wanted to pay Rudy Gobert, but I think that DeAndre Ayton can be more than that. He can get you, to, he should be able to get you 22 to 25 points a night and 12 rebounds. He is that skilled, he is that athletic, he's that talented. Those guys lost. So, who won free agency? There's been 115 transactions. That's our number here. And the offseason was won by number one draft picks. Everybody wants draft picks. We saw draft picks go flying everywhere for good players. And just the idea of having picks in the future where you have a chance to get a transcendent player. That's what people want. Because a lot of times these draft picks don't turn out to be anything. But just a chance to be able to draft somebody who's going to change your franchise and take them to the next level, that's what guys want. That's what organizations want. That's what GMs want. So draft picks won the offseason. And also you have to look at we have a very hyped rookie class. And I feel like they've they've been hooping this year in the summer league which has been broadcasted on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, and NBA TV. So Summer League is getting a lot of coverage. I feel like more than it had before. And they are covering all of these great draft picks. Uh, Kenny Lofton Jr., Scottie Pippen Jr., a guy named Bass for the Lakers is playing really well. Jaden Ivey for my Pistons is playing well, hooping. Uh, And, of course, you got to mention Chet, Paolo, and uh, Jabari. So, big draft class. Everybody, well, not everybody looks good in the Summer League. But these guys have looked good, and the Summer League's profile has been raised. The next idea that has won the offseason is good young cores. Actually, great young cores with potential superstars. So, that's the Rockets the Thunder, and the Pistons. All three of these teams have potential superstars on our roster and potential guys that can be really good around their stars. Their construction of their rosters have been has been outstanding. Right? You look at the Rockets. They got Jalen Green, who was very, very explosive, who did some things last year. 
that were really positive. Obviously, he has to continue to grow. Jalen Green, I really like him. Uh, Josh Christopher is good. And they got a guy like Dacian Nix who can play, who's coming along, a true point guard. They have a guy like Garuba who's very athletic. He's kind of like a Kuminga type of player who's going to make some noise this year. Of course, Shingun is good. And you can't forget about uh, Kevin Porter Jr. I remember seeing his mixtape before he went to USC, and this dude was just like dunking everything, which that's what a lot of mixtapes are. But they have some talent on that Houston team, and we'll see if they lose a whole bunch of games again, (laughs) which is usually the norm because young teams don't know how to close. They don't know how to lock in and play defense all the time. We'll see what that team does. Uh, Obviously, the Thunder – have been well chronicled by getting guys who are very tall and very skilled. They went and got Poku. They got Chet. They got Jang. So they have guys like Baisley who are really tall and skilled. Uh, Shea is tall for his position. They, they're like, if you're really tall and you can handle the ball, you can pass the ball, you can shoot the ball, Giddy is tall for his position, they're going to go ahead and take you. They don't want to... I think they're just ignoring positions. It's like, who can hoop? Give us those guys. Chet looks, man, when he looks good, he looks really good. Um, So I think the Thunder are going to continue to build that roster out. I really like Jalen Williams, the one from the uh, California school, Santa Clara. Every time I see him, he's either getting to the basket or shooting a great jump shot or shooting a three. And making them. So I really like what Jalen Williams is doing. And uh, the last really great young potential team is the Pistons, of course. I can't leave out the Pistons. Cade is the real deal. Jaden Ivey, he's not as explosive as Ja. He's not on that level. Like Ja, Jalen Green, I think are on a different level of athleticism and explosiveness. But I think Ivy may be just a tick below them. He's very explosive, very quick, can get to the basket. Good size. I think he's like 6'4". So we've got a great big backcourt with Cade at six inches, maybe a little taller. And he's really going to be the point guard. Jaden Ivy is really going to be the guy that's attacking the rim and going downhill. Cade is methodical. Uh, carving up the defense, and then in the fourth quarter, he turns it on. But we also have Bay, we got Beef Stew, we got Bagley, who's got a lot of upside, and we got Durant. I still really like Killian Hayes. A lot of people don't, but I still like the progression that I've seen. He's really good on defense, and he still can really pass the ball. I really believe that Killian is in our future plans, hopefully, and they just continue to give him some burn. He's coming along slowly. But I think he's making great progress. And my last piece that has won the offseason, that's the Supermax. A lot of people have gotten Supermaxes or Max deals, and they're just being thrown out like hotcakes, like candy on Halloween. The Supermax and the Max is supposed to be reserved for the absolute best player on the team so that they can stay but, man, when DeAndre Ayton, a guy who hasn't done a whole lot, is getting super max, you go, wow, okay. You know, when a guy like Jalen Brown is coming up soon, he's going to be asking for the super max. Okay, when Cat 
gets a Supermax. He has done nothing. Uh, Trey Young is, gets a Supermax. Booker gets a Supermax. There's a lot of guys who aren't, who I don't think can be the best player on a championship team. They get maxed out. And it's not about what I think. It's about the leverage that you have. How good are you? And can your team get somebody better? If not, either they got to max you or they got to trade you. So the Supermax has also won the offseason in the NBA. So there's a lot of things that have been happening uh, that are awesome. Of course, you got the KD Kyrie saga. I'll spell it out again. I've talked about it on YouTube. You send Kyrie to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook. You take whatever first round picks. I think they got two first round picks they can give you. If you got a couple seconds, give me those two. But the Lakers know that Kyrie only wants to go to L.A. and he does not have a problem sitting out. So you go, all right, give me uh, Patty Mills. We need a player. We got to make up the money anyway. So I think you go Kyrie, some other guy that can play that's not bad. You trade him for Russell Westbrook. You get the two picks. Maybe you get a second. That deal's done. And then you go, all right, Aiton. I know they have their reservations. I think you swing upside on Aiton and you just try to get him in the door. You get him out of Phoenix, who they have their own track record of being terrible as an organization. But you go, give me Aiton, give me Bridges, give me Cam Johnson. I need, give me four picks, give me three swaps. Or give me five picks and two swaps. And you got a deal. Give me all the picks. I got picks from L.A. So that would give me what? Maybe six ones, two swaps, and a second. And I get Westbrook, who has $47 million on this year on this deal for this year. And then he's off the books. Now I can be a player next year in free agency. And I also have Mikael Bridges. I have Cam Johnson, and I have DeAndre Ayton. That's a young core along with Ben Simmons that you can try to build something around. And then all, those are all good players. So if they don't work, guess what? You can then flip them next offseason to make more cap room for your team or to get more draft picks, and uh, you build that way. So I pretty much think that that's the deal. Uh, because KD doesn't want to go anywhere that's not Phoenix, basically. And Russell Westbrook and Kyrie is a – I think that's a swap that everybody knows is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. So that's the deal. I'm going to sign off with that. Thank you for being a part of the 50th episode. I had to go NBA and talk about the offseason because there's been so many great things that have happened since the playoffs. Um the Warriors made me eat it. I did pick against them. But I think it's great that Steph Curry got another another ring. Big fan of him. Jason Tatum, you got some work to do, but he'll be back. Uh, I made a tier list with Big Stu. So if you want to see my tier list where we rank the best guys in the league, you can go and check that out. I think I'll post it to my social media as well. This is the Living Numbers Podcast. I am your host, Tony Rambles, and I will see you all in the next ramble where I'll have Rob Krachek on, and he'll talk about some amazing things that he's doing with 
mental awareness as far as technology is concerned. So I'll see you guys in the next one.